to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he was sweaty and half cut at Cantina too, it's Luke Bly, Master hey, Flywalker, how you doing oi. hang on mate, don't <laughs> out me like that. I Do not out me like I was just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. I was just having a good time. That's only because I'm one, wearing my one, Cantina yeah. Two T-shirt. One, that is exactly out. it. Is. One, I think I was just caught up in the in the buzz, you know, in the buzz and in the, the excitement, filth. the filth, mate, the filth. Um, oi, oi, Savaloy! Uh, happy, happy Star Wars sessions recording day, Matty boy. You're up. We're recording. We're recording during the day again today. Like this summer, we've just been recording as and when we can because we've both been so busy. I know a lot of our listeners have been busy, but um, we we more or less had a little bit of a break last week because we recorded all of our content at London Film and Comic Con, which was yep. great fun. We've had some really good and like, funny feedback on that, <laughs> and so we should have. So, yes, yeah, thank you. So, thank you so much, everyone. Much, much appreciated. But how are you, mate? You all right? You good? Nice to be back in the old uh, co-pilot chair? Yeah, my man. It's always good to be back in the saddle. I'm doing very, very well. Um, have been watching lots of films recently, covering the Fantasia Fest, including a Star mm. Wars documentary, A Disturbance in the Force, all about the holiday special. Now, Embargo says mm. I can't say anything about it, so just in case anyone's listening, I can't say anything about it, but it drops in about 10 or 12 days' time, and it's all about the making of the holiday special. On that, go listen to our The Holiday Special special episode we recorded uh, at the end of last year because it is bonkers good. But yeah. um, no, mate, yeah. I'm really good. I'm really excited to talk about tonight's main discussion. But I must know, mate, how you doing? Yes, mate. All right. Not bad. Um, yeah. I've been looking, I've been looking like online on Twitter, on Instagram Ooh. and TikTok and all I've been seeing is this like strike stuff, you know, the SAG AFTRA. Is it SAG AFTRA? The SAG AFTRA uh, and the WGA strikes, yeah. Yeah. Well the WGA strikes have been going on a wee bit longer right. than the, the than the actors' strikes, you know. So the writers' strikes have been going on for now, what, a month or two? Writer strikes have been going on for a couple of months now. I'm thinking two yeah. to three months. All right. And now oh, now the actors are getting involved. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of discourse online, mate. A lot of discourse online. I think there's been a little bit of confusion. Uh, and I think, look, I'm holding my hands up and saying, look, yeah, it is a very confusing space to kind of navigate at the moment and see what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Um, and it's very much dependent on the region that you're in. I think you, I mean, you brought that mm -hmm. up just before recording, you know, like the UK has completely different laws on this sort of thing. You know, there, ca there can't yep. just be a solidarity strike in the UK to support the US workers. That That is against the law in the that, UK. Um, and that's something that uh, I've only just recently, I've found out today. And um, yeah, mate, it's, it's, 
it is it's a little bit wild. Are you are you noticing that? You seeing that a lot on on like the Star Wars yeah. feed? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent on the Star Wars feed. Noticing it, there are a lot of people clued up, and some who are kind of maybe not as clued up as some, and maybe getting the wrong end of the stick uh, during this. But at the end of the day, for me, I support all of the actors and the writers in getting what they should be getting fairly. Um, but in terms of content creation, there are rules and stipulations around what content creators can and cannot do. Um, and for someone like the sessions, we fall into the category of business as usual because that's 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 what we do uh, in terms of uh, output, in terms of uh, what we're covering, and in terms of any kind of remuneration or lack of, we're fine. But there, we are seeing a lot of sp- st- uh, speak out there. Of course, it is going to affect Star Wars. It's going to affect Disney Plus shows. It's going to affect Marvel and all the films that we know and love out there. It's going to f- affect marketing. It's going to affect promotion and of course I've, I've, I've been looking at it as well in terms of are we allowed to write film reviews and the answer is yes because you're not getting paid and it is a opinionated piece of writing which is exactly mm-hmm. what a podcast discussion is as well but it's um it does feel a little bit like the wild west i think it's going to be a groundbreaking moment for for hollywood not necessarily film because this is uh again more of an americanized thing but it's going to be a huge deal if they can push this through again you're hearing things from both sides i hope they can get fair pay and fair uh benefits all around because you know if the rumors we hear are true then yeah maybe they need they need to be looked at a little while ago but i'm not somebody who knows the ins and outs of somebody's contract for their film or their studio or something like that i go by what i hear or what i believe from trusted sources either way it is uh it's worrying times but it's also uh like a brave new world we're going into in terms of entertainment Mm. so it's kind of like a watch this space but i do understand some of the confusion online even if i don't accept some of the things i'm reading yeah no i think i i i think i feel similarly mate you know um some of these guys some of these poor guys in the industry especially in the states they are just getting royally mugged off they you know screwed, they are yeah, getting a <laughs> bad end of the deal and, it, and this is something that i didn't really understand or know about you know, and um, so yeah, I was a little bit ignorant to it. So these these strikes have kind of brought a new light to it, and seeing how it affects Star Wars. Listen, guys, we're a Star Wars podcast. We're going to report on how this affects Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think at the moment we're maybe we're giving it another week to let this sink in and let you know, like um, maybe for for us to do our re- carry on doing our research and find out a few more things and. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an episode coming soon from the sessions on this and how it's affecting Star Wars productions because yep. it is. Um, but we got to watch this space, man. And also, it's early days, isn't it? Yeah, it's early days, early days. And um, it is. You know, yeah, you said something interesting earlier where, like, you know, the writers' strike was one thing, and there was a lot of people in you know solidarity with that. But as soon as the actors do it you know suddenly the whole world is more focused in on yeah. the movement yeah. right that was you know my worry that- was that the writers have been striking and the writers are the ones who are really getting royally shafted and you know there was a cu- <laughs> there was a couple of months with uh, where you know it was business as usual there were premieres there were screenings there were paid promotions going on hmm. and that was by the actors and by the creators and the influencers but when the actors strike strike it was you know it all became a bit taboo like well actually you shouldn't be doing that even though it's been going on for the last few months when the writers who really do need to have to be recompensed for their work because none of these big shows that we love including like Andor, for example you know 
the writers are what make have we just done an episode about the writing essentially of Andor about how incredible it is and to know that mm-hmm. those guys maybe weren't getting um recompense what they should have done or or what would be the standard is is worrying and it's pretty sad really as well but um it, it, it is such a weird world that we live in in that yeah we've had the second round of strikes almost seems to be taken more seriously than the first which for me isn't isn't doesn't entirely sit comfortably with me right 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 and i think listen if we if we've got anything like wrong here if we're missing some details we're happy to hear it yeah like we're happy to hear it guys so if that is the case send us an email or even if you know more information about this right or maybe you're in the industry maybe you can shed some more light on it then please email us at hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk but listen we wanted to just like go over that like a wee bit quickly uh this week and yeah let's see what happens next week but for this week we have got some naughtiness coming uh and it's all ahsoka themed mate and yeah it's happening the the episode is i can't believe we've been meaning to do this episode for like six weeks or something crazy stupid like that isn't it mate but five six weeks yeah well obviously the strikes aside which are the kind of overhanging news of hollywood and the Ahsoka episode being an actual thing, there's more news. And it's coming in the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, which are happening in my ears. My friend, I know what it means. You know what it means. Tell the world. What does it all mean? Yeah, it's Galactic News Round. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. On the back of Disney's attempts to cut costs, Bob Iger has said the company will be pulling back on creating new Star Wars and Marvel content. Hasbro has released a first look at the vintage collection Jabba the Hutt set, featuring a 3.75-inch scale Jabba the Hutt, plus Salacious B. Crumb and Smelter Droid 8D8 figures. The set will release in fall 2024. Justin Simeon, the writer of The Lando Show, announced in 2020, has announced he has no idea what's going on with it in a recent interview with The Direct. And Star Wars Outlaws developer Massive Entertainment has revealed more about the game's open world, stating it takes a more handcrafted and manageable approach to the open world formula. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. War is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn? Power such as you've never dreamed. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him. 
Just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. Master. As a Jedi, sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through. Nice haircut. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. Buckle up. If we don't stop Thrawn, everything will be in vain. You have no power. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Nice haircuts. Yes, we now are in the realm of the unimaginable. Some thought this would be impossible. Star Wars sessions are talking Ahsoka. Finally, like Luke Bly mentioned up top, it's been nearly, well, yeah, a month and a half since we announced we were doing this episode. It's been longer since we said we wanted to do it. But now we are finally here to talk about the upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka original Disney Plus series airing on August the 23rd as a part of a two-episode premiere. Well, there was a trailer. That was the latest trailer that dropped one week ago on the 12th of July. Some may say the final trailer. We'll see. Now, we'd we'd seen stuff before, Lukey Boy. We'd seen magazine interviews, articles popping up around the web, quotes attributed to actors here and there. Building a little bit of hype amongst the fandom, but the most important question I've got for you tonight, my friend, and the only opinion I need to hear, what, where are your hype levels for Ahsoka now? Certainly now that we've had that potentially final trailer, where how excited for this show are you before we even dive into it? I am uh, like a pig in his own excrement, mate. <laughs> um, I am loving it. I'm loving it. No, I. do you know what this is like? sneaked up on us isn't it you know this show sneaked up on us and um everything about it looks new interesting intriguing now it's where you sit on that i think that's where the discussion is right uh mate my my excitement was high anyway now is very high very 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 high the marketing's doing its job the marketing is doing its job. Uh, I think I said a few weeks ago, I was wondering if they were going to be doing anything at uh, San Diego Comic Con, which I believe is kicking off this weekend. Yeah, um, but they But no, they dropped, they dropped this, you know, last week, this trailer, um, which helped, which was helpful to us because now we, because we, when we, when we, when we were going to do this episode, we were going to do it just on the original like celebration trailer and yeah. more data. Maybe we've got the Matty Boy and I both have the Empire Magazine um, Ahsoka issues, which we're going to be like Where dipping is? into for this episode. Um, but no, we got the behind the scenes like sizzle reel. And we've got a full trailer. So, mate, we, we have got a lot to dig into. A lot to dig into. Uh, but let me throw it back to you real quick, mate. Uh, how you feeling? How you feeling about Ahsoka? 
um, prior to this trailer, I was, ex- you know, I was, it's a new Star Wars, so of course I'm, I was excited for it, but not to the level yeah. that I was, say, for Mando Season 3 pre-release, or, or even Andor, because you know, as you guys know, I was very excited for that, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, because I've always said I, I like the character of Ahsoka. I'm not as fervently into the character as some, but I like the character. Mm. I appreciate it. I think she's really cool. And actually, the live-action um, adaptation has, has made me kind of gravitate more to the character. And the original teaser trailer I, I thought was pretty good. I thought it was fine. But, my man, having seen this fo- this new trailer, I mean, mm. you know, I'm really... In, like you said, the marketing has done its job. Uh, it has made me go from a 7 out of 10 now to maybe like 9 out of 10 hype levels. I'm very excited. There's, there's a few things I see in there which I think I, I don't know or... There's a few worries and anxieties that come with any new project, of course, but based on the trailer alone, what we've just seen, very, very, very excited for this and the possibilities. Plus, like you mentioned, the Empire article and all the other snippets we've heard about the show um, from official sources. I will add that right now. Very, very mm-hmm. excited, mate. Yeah, the hype is the hype is real now, and I'm, I, <laughs> mate. I can't wait. I'm very, very excited to get stuck in. Well, I wanted to open up the discussion. You might have heard that bang there. That was the magazine um, falling on my lap. Um, but no, I've got I've got a little quote here that I think like is a real nice way to start up the conversation from Empire. Uh, it goes, Filoni began thinking of Ahsoka's next move. Uh, this is obviously after Star Wars Rebels. Clone Wars, you know, Filoni has worked on animated projects for a long time. You're King of the Hill, Avatar, The Last Airbender. And obviously he was pinched by George Lucas um, to come and work for Lucasfilm to develop the Clone Wars animated series, not the Tartakovsky one, but the canon one, 2008 onward. And um, yeah, the, the, the character Ahsoka was in development from pretty much the get go you know this is this is actually an older character than we realize yeah yeah i think and especially for you know you and i mate you know guys that went and saw revenge of the sith in cinemas in 2005 and and for us arguably that was it you know my clone wars was the tartakovsky ones the ones that i saw in the lead up to revenge of the sith once you know, Ahsoka was out and stuff. Yeah, you know, that Clone Wars wasn't really for me. It wasn't until later on in life that I decided to go back and watch that. Um, but Filoni, the article says, Filoni began thinking of Ahsoka's next move. This has been in the works in some form or another over the course of 10 years, says John Favreau. 10 years. That's wild. That's a lot of time, mate. I'll say this. That's a lot of time to think about where this character is going to go, where this character lives, where this character yeah. is emotionally. You know, if I'm, if I'm like, let's say, right, if I'm working on something creative, if I'm doing like something stupid, like uh, uh, I'm building a Minecraft project, yeah, or I'm playing City Skylines, right? I'm building my own city building. in City Skylines, right? <laughs> I, in my spare time, every now and then, I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? I might put the airport there. Oh, yeah. In my seat, I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah. If I put the airport, I might connect up. That's what happens when you've got 10 years to think and 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 let that sink in. Where does that course go? Where's the trajectory? Where's the emotion? Where's the personality? And to me, that is a huge green flag. 
to start off this article and, and this discussion with that quote, to me, that is a very, very good thing. And I think you realize how 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 deep into the Ahsoka kind of mythology Dave Filoni is, because of course he is the creator of this character. So, mate, we've got some. I mean, that tra- that trailer, by the way, we just heard. My days, it's dirty, days. isn't it? What did, what stood out to you for it, by the way? Because you said you really loved it. What what was the stuff that really sold it to you? Well, the stuff that sold it to me, mate, is, is probably stuff we're going to talk more about in, in future episodes in the next couple of coming weeks. But for me, mate, it, seeing the Rebels gang back was okay. really, really exciting. Who who would have thought, And honestly, who would have been crazy enough to think that when um, Family Reunion and Farewell, I believe the finale of Rebels is called, when that premiered and the dust settled on that, who would have thought, yeah, we, within, the next, within the next decade, we're going to see all of these characters in live action and not just like in the same era post return of the Jedi. You'd have to be a nut nutter to think, to say, Oh yeah, I definitely knew we were going to see that. And it's little, little things like seeing the, the hologram of, of Ezra, Eman as Fadi as Ezra and just hearing like the guy just gets that tone of Taylor, what Taylor Gray did so brilliantly of Ezra. Eman has taken that. And I thought mm-hmm. you sound like Ezra. Do you know what I mean, I, I get it, and seeing and seeing Sabine, uh, seeing Hera, seeing Chopper being you know being a ruthless murder droid, you know the Rebels gang really got me excited. But then it was also seeing the bad guys, seeing um, Balin Skull and and Shin Hattie. I thought I was like, yeah, they they look you know they look badass, they look intense. And the trailer went out of their way to show that you know these guys aren't messing about. You know these these two um, orange wielding, we are no Jedi folk. They're not messing about whatsoever. No, Plus the whole New Republic stuff. And what I saw from Ahsoka as well was like, this looks really interesting. What's her story? She doesn't want to talk about her past. She mentions Anakin. Anakin is mentioned twice, once by, one, once by her, once by Balin. Now, are we going to start looking more into inwardly with Ahsoka? Are we going to start hearing or even seeing Anakin Skywalker? What's her like? And, and, and to the point that you mentioned with that excellent quote, you know, Dave's been thinking about this. You know, Dave's got a plan. What let's what is the plan? So this trailer kind of got me thinking. Where's her story going next? What what right. has this shown me? And and it got me quite excited. And again with the rebels gang as well, minus Zeb not being in it. Very very excited. And and of course you know Granddaddy Thrawn as well. Seeing Thrawn come from the pages to to rebels and now live action played again by Lars Mikkelsen. Or he's uh, debuted in live action by Lars Mikkelsen, voiced by him in the Clone uh, Rebels. Sorry, but. So quite a lot of it, mate. To be honest, like where it, it, you know me, I love my law and everything like that. It's the connectivity with the series is already set up. The connectivity with Rebels and even Resistance, believe it or not, um, like little bits. Because you know, I've been one to say, "Oh, Filoni just does his own thing." But you know, when he he's put his mind to this, he's he's picked things from various parts of Star Wars and included them, and it feels so right. Uh, a lot of it worked for me, my friend. Really, really yeah. did. What, what about you? Was there one moment in it? Uh, I know we're going to talk about the trailer, but was there one, one moment now you think, oh, that, that was the moment where I was in? I'm really intrigued by Balin and mm. The Apprentice. What's The Apprentice's name? Shin Hati. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by those guys. And I love the synergy between Star Wars Rebels and this trailer oh. where where Ahsoka is fighting Vader, right, in Rebels. Yeah. And 
she goes, I am no Jedi. You know, Vader's like, oh, look, a Jedi. And she's like, no, no, I am no Jedi. Because for those of you who don't know, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order in the toward the end of the Clone Wars, right? She yep. was like, right, I'm I'm out. This 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 ain't for me. You know, she could see through a lot of the issues and the problems yep. that the Jedi had created themselves, yep. really. She was and, framed for the bombing of the temple, wasn't she? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And 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 in this we're seeing a lot more of like why these this, this Balin and this and this apprentice are doing what they're doing. They're going around with these orange lightsabers, which is new, Ooh. which is different, right? And Balin says, we are no Jedi. So they're mm. in a similar position to what Ahsoka was at the beginning of Star Wars Rebels. So you're seeing that, oh, you know, that poetry, that poetry. <laughs> and you know Filoni's going to be all about that because he is George's apprentice isn't he and, the you know, Empire, isn't he? he really is and and i think that really comes across in his storytelling and you know i mean i don't know if it's too soon to bring it up or not but you know like star wars rebels um this really does feel more and more like the the season five or the sequel to star wars rebels the more we get the promotional material for it the more we're seeing the characters the more we we hear people talking about the show um now I've got a question for you, mate, because I know I want to dive back into the trailer. We've got the we've got the article. We've got a few things to bring up. I'm going to bring out a thing in a in a, in a moment. But um, you know, like imagine if you've not seen Clone Wars and you've uh-huh. not seen Rebels. You know, is is this show? Is this trailer going to fall flat for some people? We, you know, what what. what yeah, you yeah, reckon? I think it will. Yeah, I know. Right. I've seen Ashley Eckstein, uh, who, of course, is a soaker from the Clone Wars and has been for the longest time. She's mm. come out and said, you know, in order to really kind of get stuck in or essentially to understand it, maybe go back and watch these episodes of the Clone Wars. There's like four, maybe, and two or three episodes of Rebels. So you can kind of get the, you know, the, the too long didn't read version of Ahsoka in that. Because, uh, and to your point, if you haven't seen Rebels, especially, like, who's. Who's the green twilight? Who's this, you know, who's, who's this, uh, what woman of the long hair and who, what, what's the symbolism of her mm. cutting her hair and what has she got to do with Ahsoka? And who's this orange geezer in the hologram and who's the blue guy with red eyes? I mean, there's so right. much going on where, and they put a lot of emphasis on rebels. Dave Filoni's come out and said, you know, in an, in, in, I paraphrase, but he said, you know, you could see it as star Wars rebels season five, cause we are continuing those characters story um of which he set up at the end of rebels when ahsoka the white uh as they've dubbed her came and collected sabine and her little ship um but if you haven't seen rebels mate especially if you haven't seen rebels i think you will be watching this thinking it looks good i don't know who these people are and i have no emotional connection to them so my advice would be if you haven't seen rebels it's not a kid's cartoon show it's an incredibly good bit of star wars storytelling well i thought i thought something that was telling from like you know my everyday life in the geekdom was you know last last week my brother just popped around you know with my little my little niece my little baby niece and um we were just hanging out for a bit and yeah he he said oh dude that ahsoka trailer like that 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 looks really really good looks very good yeah I was like, really? You liked it? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a guy who hasn't seen Star Wars Rebels. You know, he's aware. He's aware of the, you know, James. Everyone knows Sir Cabbage, mm-hmm. James Bly. Of course. James Bly Walker. Um, you know, he 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 said, oh, yeah, no, well, it, it looks fun. It looks great. 
fun. I like that word, fun. He said it, it looked fun. And he's not seen Rebels. He's not seen all of Clone Wars. He doesn't have necessarily the same investment as you and I. And I know that I know that that's not going to be the general population. There are going to be people thinking, what, what on earth is going on? And there will be a lot of YouTubing of like catching people up. Yeah. You know, we watched the, um, who are the guys that do the Easter eggs and the breakdowns? Is it uh, Screen Thrill or Screen uh, Ramp? Screen or, Crush. Yeah. But yeah, it might have been Screen Crush. might have been Screen Crush. And, you know, we watched a bit of that together. And, it was, and it, it, it was great. And he was seeing the back, he was seeing the background sort of information. And he knew about the, the, the Timothy Zahn books, the Thrawn books from the 90s, because he's like, oh, I remember that character. I yeah. remember seeing that book cover in the 90s when I was at school, when we'd go to the library and you'd see all these Star Wars books. You know, so you, you can kind of see that there is. I think for a lot of people, if you're just a Star Wars fan or maybe even a fantasy sci-fi fan, there is going to be things that resonate with you in these trailers and in the marketing material. What I like, maybe I want to bring this out from the Empire magazine, right? Um, but Filoni's talking about, you know, one of the biggest challenges of, uh, of, of a show like Ahsoka, mate. And he goes, um, but the jump from animation to live action is not necessarily a safe bet, the article reads. Yeah. Uh, Filoni says, the biggest challenge was there's a whole bunch of audience that know her, Ahsoka, and a whole bunch that don't. She has one foot in Star Wars that a lot of people know because of her connection to Anakin, and yet she's all new and can go in her own direction, in her own way. I think that makes her an interesting bridge between what came before and what's really possible. I, again, this is reassuring to me because mm-hmm. Fil- Filoni knows. He knows that, yeah, not everyone's going to know her. Not everyone's going to watch Rebels and not watch Clone Wars or, or watch Clone Wars. So I'm hoping, mate, I'm hoping that you, you don't need to necessarily do like a story of her life, but you can still tell a story in a way that tells us who she is, what she is and where she's come from. Ahsoka, the character being, of course. Um, yeah. Do, do you think that's easy? Do you think that's going to be a difficult thing? Do you think people are going to buy into it or? It's, is that's it? one of the kind of, not concerns, but one of the kind of, question marks which i've kind of put more into the it's not a worry but it's a bit on the fence about is how are they gonna not just tell a soka story but why are they looking for this ezra guy you know what's thrawn why heir to the empire what does that mean um and obviously talking about that then they've also got a feeling the new republic still and again we've mentioned the the bad guys shin and balan what's their story so they've got a lot to fill in but especially yeah with ahsoka as the titular character Firstly, I hope she doesn't get um, kind of swallowed up a little bit like Andor did in his own show by the cavalcade of cr- characters around her. But mm-hmm. I do think that there is it is going to be a fine balancing act here to re- to satisfyingly introduce this character without sounding like an exposition dump. Now, I do think we are going to get right. flashbacks. I do think we're going to see Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Oh. Again, that's not based on any unofficial or official sources. They mentioned him twice in this trailer. Hayden himself got a little bit giddy when he was asked about it. I think he's coming back. And I think that's where some of the exposition is going to come from. The Rebels gang, if it's done well, I think they can uh, extol upon everyone 
they're worth? What are they doing there? And why is Ezra so important to find? And what's his connection to Ahsoka as well? Because let's not let's not forget, Ahsoka's not really in Rebels. She's only in a couple of episodes. So her connection to Ezra is yeah. isn't exactly kind of one which is forged from a lifelong friendship. It's fairly new. So they've got to get that across as well. So my one of my big worries is, you know, how are they going to do all this in in eight episodes? Now we know that this is a very focused season. That apparently it is laser focused in terms of its writing and direction, and there's no and there's no loose ends or subtext or subplots, sorry, which are introduced and thrown away willy nilly. That this mm-hmm. is, you know, they know what they're doing. The creators, the quote you mentioned from Felonian and the from the Empire article, only gives me more. Uh, satisfaction, more confidence that he he's going to be able to uh, nail the writing, and I think he can write the characters. It's just whether or not he can get that backstory across without it sound too heavy and clunky. That's my big worry. Is I don't want ten minutes of somebody sitting around retelling what happened in Rebels or retelling what happened in Clone Wars. Maybe a flashback, maybe a line here or there, or scatter that throughout the season as a whole. But they've got a lot of groundwork to do, a lot of heavy lifting, but. To your point, mate, I think Filoni recognises that, like you said, in that quote. He knows that not everybody knows his character, and not even just Star Wars fans. People who don't even know Star Wars may watch this and be like, well, who's this person with the, the Montreals? They don't look very long right. enough, according to some people. But um, right. interested, <laughs> mate. Uh, obviously, the jury's, for me, the jury's out because I love things that are well written. Call me simple, but I do. Uh, and heavy expos- expository dialogue doesn't always work for me, but... I think I think he can do it. I'm confident. I I, I know uh, some people were like complaining about the dialogue in the in the trailer, and they were like, "Oh, cringe!" And uh, you know, I'll be honest. I thought, "Oh, come on!" Is that the heir to the on. empire line? Heir to the empire. Um, I uh, we are no Jedi. You know, I think there was a lot of lines. So, like, do you, you know what the internet's like? And I was like, guys, calm, <laughs> yes. calm down, calm down. <laughs> I thought, in, I thought it was, it was decent. Yes, this trailer it's not. It's not Andor. It's not going to be Andor. It and uh, I know you know we love Andor, but there seems to be this sect of the fandom now. Yeah, that's like coming out there like Andor purists. Yeah. And they're like, if it ain't Andor, then it sucks. And yeah. it's like, no, yeah. guys. It's not how it works. I, I, think, I think you've got the right. Yeah, you kind of, you know, like Ahsoka is derivative of the prequels, right? And now the, uh, and now the original mm-hmm. trilogy. But, you know, it, some on. people, I'm like, why are you Star Wars fans? <laughs> are you really Star Wars fans? Or did you just like grow up with it and, and just love what you grew up with in your you're nostalgic for that, you know, and yeah. that's fine, by the way, it's fine to be like that, but, or, well, not, not when you're moaning at other people, but you know what I mean? If you've grown up with mm. it, I think some people just that's project. It. It's trailer they talk, just- mate. They're lines which are pulled out for the trailer. You know that they've been spliced up. So some of the lines which you hear in voiceover probably aren't in the context, similarly to yeah, how, yeah, yeah. you know, Ahsoka's got her grey robes on and people are going, oh, the epilogue of Rebels has changed. Maybe it has. Or maybe that's just two different scenes. So when Sabine does turn around, Ahsoka is wearing a white robe and it is the same. You know, if Dave, Dave's going to Dave. Dave will do what's right for the story. But it's, it's trailer talk, isn't it? It's like the whole um, Sabine calling Ahsoka master got people excited or very, very upset. Um, Lukey boy, very upset. Mm. Oh, well, she mm. can't be force sensitive. It wasn't mm. mentioned in, in Rebels. And, you know, I understand. I get that. But if Dave turns around and says, well, you know, when, remember what Yoda said, force flows for everyone. Maybe Ahsoka bought that a little bit. 
then as long as it's well done, ah. as long as long as it's well executed. There we go, man. Drink that. Oh, do I want it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I do not. But at the end of the day, same as somehow Palpatine turned and all that, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It's how well they write it. But I don't he want it. He created the character. He created the character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he wants it to work in that way, then that's his that's his story. Yeah, yeah man. Um and listen, I agree. I do think it's a little bit like left field to go, oh yeah, Sabine might be force sensitive. Yeah. Um I and I, I don't think the trailer is, you know, in it's not inherently telling us that or explicitly telling us that she is it's suggesting but i, I do think it's kind of like a, it's it's making us wonder it's doing its job it's red hair as a trailer it? it's getting us to talk about it and to speculate about it um and i you know what one thing one of the things i noticed with the trailer is yeah absolutely there's more of a presence of sabine as a character um has she got i mean do you know this man has she got like a supporting role is she like a mate like what's her role in this series do we know um, explicitly what I don't it think is we explicitly know. we know that she was one of the first named cast members alongside rosario so if that's to do with anything i think with the amount of uh coverage of her in the trailer makes me think she is going to be not the lead but if you're gonna, if there's such thing as a second second lead or co lead, I think Sabine will be that. I tell you what, mate. I just got this thing like this trailer playing on repeat, like next uh, next to our recording window, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, man, this is a good trailer. This you're is a it. Really, it's a really tightly put together trailer. It has a lot of personality. Um, again, we're hearing. A lot of Thrawn, aren't we? Or, or, or seeing a lot of Thrawn. He's 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 omnipresent in anything Ahsoka. And Thrawny. I, I, we're all getting a bit Thrawny. We are all getting Thrawny because Thrawn is here. It's Thrawn season. You know what can I say? What can I say? I I I, I think um, what this does tell us, though, mate, is that this is definitely part of a larger picture. Oh, Ahsoka yeah. isn't a contained story. It is not a beginning, middle, and an end, right? And Ahsoka's not really ever been part of a story like that, has she? You know, as a character, she's very much been, you know, Clone Wars, and now let's do her a little bit in Rebels, and now we're going to do a little bit in her own show, and then we're going to see see this kind of bleed into the rest of the Mandoverse, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think in this season we're going to be getting any other, like, is Ooh. Din turning up? Are we going to see Boba Fett? Back. Um, judging by my fears of who they've, of what they've already got to cover, I don't know. I know that they, I know that this runs concurrently with Mando season three. They've confirmed that, that whilst Din and Bo are out over there wading through the minds of Mandalore and not, not, not being boyfriend and girlfriend, apparently, Ahsoka is off with the Rebels gang. <laughs> wherever they are in the galaxy doing their thing so in right. terms of crossover i don't think we're going to see din just because he's busy on mandalore now you could see boba you could see of course a skeleton crew as well to throw into the mix as well uh that's going to be happening about the same time and they're all coming to a head um i mean i'd like to see like the skeleton crew somebody from that even if it's just like a, a, a character turn up to connect mm. it to that because that one kind of feels like the outlier at the minute um, and of course, if somebody does show up, we might not know who they are. Be like, oh, they were cool. And then bang, surprise, they're actually in Skeleton Crew. You're going to see them soon. I think they're going to reference things that have happened. 
uh, or reference what's happening on Mandalore potentially with or, or maybe Thrawn might name drop Gideon or something like that. I think there'll be connective tissue. I don't know how much far I'm willing to bet we're going to see specific major characters. Um, maybe a mention though. What about you? Do you think we're going to get any like, actual people, live action appearances from a Dean, a Grogu, a Boba or someone? Bo? I could see it. I, I could see it happening, mate. Mm-hmm. I could see it happening. Bo could they wanted, I, they, I, I Yeah. I, I, good shout. I think... Um, I think they want to remind us that this is a shared universe mm-hmm. and that this is leading ultimately to a crossover event. Uh, I think they want to like remind us of that, right? And uh, I think the, 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 the series is going to end on a cliffhanger and that will be continued in either another series or, and by that I mean either Ahsoka season two yeah. or a Mandalorian season four or, mm-hmm. or something else. One person I know we're seeing is Mon Mothma. Oh, the moth. Right? The moth. The mafia. <laughs> the mothma is is back. And it's so odd seeing her with her and or hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're not gonna return the Jedi up a little bit. No. You know, no, it's gonna right, she's back to Andor. And, you know, she's looking she looks fantastic. Of course. Um, but I, I love the synergy. And once again, it's this synergy between all of the Star Wars shows, not just mm. like the Mandover stuff. Yeah. It's reminding you that, no, 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 this is all connected, some more than others, but this is all connected. This is all part of this shared vision of where Star Wars is going to. And that is, of course, again, that 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 big crossover film that they keep talking about. Um Listen, the tra- the trailer itself, mate, the trailer itself, I- I've got to ask. I've got to bring it up, mate, boy. Okay, okay. I've seen generally, generally positive things online about this, by the way, but I wanted to know your, your thoughts. The volume. Now, this Ahsoka is a volume production you know the technology they use to film things like the mandalorian the book of boba fett in some series it's way more obvious than others i'm looking at you kenobi i'm looking at you boba fett um whereas mando it's not it's not always as obvious that it's shot in 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 the volume what do you think from this trailer does it look volumey yes it looks volume heavy, my man. And that was one of my worries is because at times it doesn't always look great volume heavy. Like at the end when Ahsoka's running away from that that structure or that room, which is blowing up, she's clearly just running on the spot or running okay. on a treadmill away from something. Because um, my, my fear from the initial trailer, the teaser, was that it, it looked unfinished. You know, the lightsabers are different in that one to what they are here in this new trailer. Uh, some of the VFX have been pumped up a little bit, and I, I think mm-hmm. they maybe they will do by the time we get to the the uh, the two episode premiere on the twenty third of August. But the volume use of the volume does worry me because I do think a lot of some of the locations you could feasibly create on a soundstage, or you could go on location and create them and then augment them with CG. Obviously, when they're in whatever that dark planet is, whether it's Dathomir, whether it's Moraband, or mm. wherever where they've got that mm-hmm. kind of like star. Um, star map around them. Maybe you well, maybe you could do that. Maybe you could set. Maybe you could go to the Grand Canyon at night and set it there. I don't know, but um, I do think there is a reliance on the volume too much. Um, where I don't mean to, I'm not going to mention Andor, but other shows and other and other film films of a similar budget have shown you can go on location and 
reap the benefits. Uh, maybe though, it is more a case of Lucasfilm are doing what Lucasfilm do now, which is that everything's hush hush. If we do it all in studio, less chance of leaks, less chance of set photos dropping and our secrets going out or cameos or whatever you want to call them appearances. I mm-hmm. do think there's some of that involved as well, because looking at the trailer, not all of those shots needed to be done in the volume. In fact, not many of them did. The ones in space, fair. I'll give you that, fair enough. But um, some of them were brightly lit, almost industrial areas. Some of them were um, in like the, the, the ruined section. You could build that and you could make it look great, I think. But it does look volume heavy. If it's Mando volume, I think it's going to look pretty good. If it's, you know, Obi-Wan and Boba, then that's going to, that is going to hinder it. And I know people say, if the story's good, why worry about the visuals? But I can't help it. If that mm. takes me out of something, if I can see that someone's running against a massive screen, which isn't there, it does take me out of it. Um, but we've seen yeah. in Star Wars that they can make it look good. So a little bit worried about the overall overuse and reliance on the volume, but you know, I'm willing to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, see how it, see how it checks out. This was only a trailer. The finished product probably be different, but uh, I know you've had your issues with, with the volume over the last probably about two years, maybe a year, 18 months. Um, do you think mm-hmm. Ahsoka's going to fall foul based on what you've seen? Honestly, from the trailers, I think it's it's hard to not always, to not always ignore the, the volume when it's so obviously there, right? Sometimes it works. Sometimes you're like, well, I can tell that's volume. I thought that the uh, this Ahsoka trailer actually did a really decent job, mate. Nice of of really showing us what 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 can be done on the volume. Um, I'm sold on it. I actually don't think it looked all that awful at all. I thought the production looks pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's maybe because Favreau is more present in this production than than say Boba Fett, and of course, and or Obi Wan. Um, and of course, some of that is, you know, lockdown and, you know, things like that, that couldn't really be helped. Those real world factors to consider in those productions. Ahsoka is kind of in a time where you're, you're beginning to, you know, move away from, you know, the lockdown and, you know, masks and a lot of processes and procedures, right? I know this is California and California do things a little bit different than say the UK team or UK production, right? But Still, I, I I feel like um yeah this this it it looked great it looked really good and I think the visuals the 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 visual language of this series looks very tasty mm, okay, very tasty that, yeah. yeah you know that it, it do you know what it looks creative it looks like it's it's really set in that Star Warsy universe and galaxy and i know that is such a painfully obvious and maybe daft thing to say but that doesn't always come across that you know it comes across in some projects more than others right and i think that's maybe one of the issues some people and i will say some people have with something like andor is because mm-hmm. andor does feel more real worldy oh yeah yeah i get it though I get it, you know, and I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but I think there's a place for it. Ahsoka, it's like, no, we're going to Lothal, and Lothal oh. looks good. We're going to 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 the the road where the rebels would always do their antics. Like, oh yeah, we're seeing that, and we're seeing Sabine on a speeder, you know, going down there. Wait, yeah, it's on her helmet. It says the word "babe." Come on, 
you know, I'm with, I, it, I dig it. It says the word does it babe. Really? It does. It's spelled B-A-E-B, but babe, you know, I dig it. I'm, I'm here for that. Wow. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's loads of stuff. You see the Rebels mural, right? The, at the end of Star Wars Rebels, there's the mural, right? That, that Sabine creates. And I'm pretty sure that is the same mural. That is a practical, practical effect because you see them touching yeah. it. It's the same one they displayed at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. We've got a photo with that, haven't we? Yeah. So like somewhere. We did. So we'll have to we'll have to get that out on posters mm, at some take point. That bad boy out soon. Which looks great in in real life as well. And you know, you see an animation and like Dave said, the jump isn't always easy, but even like the mural, when you see it, I'm like, Yeah, that, that looks like it's been plucked straight mm. from the the animation. And you mentioned the look of it. The, the cinematographers here, you've got Eric Stilberg who worked on Baywatch and the last Ghostbusters and Ku Yen Tran who worked on Palm Springs and life in a year. Now Ku Yen Tran is uh, a fairly new name to me and he hasn't really done an awful lot of note, not to disparage his CV, but he's kind of still up and coming. Whereas Eric Stilberg is now working on big, big films coming out. Uh, he's doing the next Ghostbusters film as well, but of course they haven't worked on a volume. I know I did a little bit of research into them. There's no volume work there. So cinematography it's almost kind of like bridging animated and live action cinematography because you're working on the volume with Mm -hmm. the unreal engine and obviously cinematography is more is more than the framing and composition of a shot it's everything that goes into it the lighting the essentially the feeling of the shot the mise en scene interested to see how these two newcomers find this the the volume as well like we found with uh, maybe someone like book of boba fett and the score as well mate let's not forget the score is being done by kevin kiner He's being given his big break who Kevin Kiner, for those who somehow don't know, scored all of the Clone Wars and all of Rebels uh, and CSI Miami. But he did all of those Star Wars stuff. His Emmy, I think his Emmy winning as well. Very, he gets, you know, the the feel of Ahsoka and like you mentioned, the Clone Wars and the prequel era. Uh, no, no, there's no Ahsoka's theme in the trailer. It's actually music done by somebody else. But Kevin Kiner doing the score, I think, firstly, is a great reward for him. Uh, and secondly, it almost makes sense. You know, he's kind of grown with the character since she started, mate. Yes. Yes, mate. Um, and I think you, you just said something about like the, what did you say? Like the flavor of the shot, the feel. It's a feeling. The feel. Cinematography isn't just, oh, doesn't that, doesn't that look good? Right. It's, it's not just that, is it? it there's so much then that's more Wes it. Anderson. Exactly. Right? Yeah. He'd win, all the, <laughs> he'd win all the awards, but um, there's more to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I think that's what I meant by, you know, that's what comes off of the trailer for me. Some other really cool visual um, callbacks we've got in in the trailer. We've got that droid that looks like a BB unit. BB unit. BB. Just because his eye is like really big, but that's obviously a kind of a callback to the old uh, vintage Kenner R2-D2 figures, which... (laughs) I didn't like it. <laughs> You're not a fan. I thought I thought that I thought that was a shot from Rebels. Like in terms of like, I thought it was animated. I, I thought, liked it. I know a lot. I know a lot of people, and you included. Like I love the idea. I love the, I love the idea behind it, but it just looked like an animated shot, which kind of t- made, m- took me out. But at the same time, though, I get it. Not to jump into you, but there. But at the end, when Matt, when the Inquisitor, who the subtitle said was name was Marek, when he's mm. fighting Ahsoka, that actually looked like a scene like pulled straight from rebels. So maybe it's just my kind of subconscious knowing these are animated characters and kind of projecting that onto the screen. Um, 
and I think that may be part of it. It may may have looked great. It may be a me issue. Where, where, where do you think this like a master and apprentice relationship is with Sabine and Ahsoka at this time? Like fractured by the sounds of it, um, because when, they, when set they start, off, yeah, yeah, they 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 set off in a, in a, in Ahsoka to go and do. Like to 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 rescue Ezra, Ezra. right? Right. Okay. Um, but I they don't must know. have not done that. <laughs> yeah, they must have <laughs> thought about it and thought, you know what? Nah, I think I think um, Sabine with the long hair. I think that could be the flashback stuff because this takes place with Mando season three. So you're looking at around about at least five years after Return of the Jedi, which is about ten years, give or take, after the end of rebels and we know that the epilogue of rebels take place sometime after return of the jedi so there's kind of a five-year gap where they could you know show sabine and ahsoka hanging out trying to teach her the ways of the lightsaber or the force or something doesn't go well so when she comes Mm. back and she's like hey nice haircut um it's 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 a show that i know it's a show that time has passed i don't know but i think i'm pretty sure natasha leo bordizzo who plays sabine has said at the start of the show they ain't on the same page. I've read the, you know, it's an article. I read an article the other day with this. Yeah, they're not on the same page, so they're going to have to work back up to that. And of course, then they're going to have to bring in the man, them, uh, Hera, Chopper, hopefully Zeb as well, um, and get them who back we saw, on board. Who we saw in oh. Mando season and, three? Oh my man, he just looked so. Good. He did. He, he really did. Canaan, um, just a quick one. People are asking, are we going to get a mention of Kanan? What do you reckon? Like a name drop? Surely. You'd think, Surely. You? Y- yeah, you'd think. You'd imagine. I think, um, yeah, in, in passing, you're going to hear it from Hera or even Ahsoka Sabine, you know, because he was Ezra. such a present Jedi in, 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 in Rebels and for those people. Um, yeah, it's going to happen, mate. What I <laughs> want to know is where's that? where's their kid? The kid that looks like an elf. He's a Lego fake figure, isn't he? <laughs> oh my word! What do you think that, about that? What do you think about his green hair being taken away? <laughs> oh my words! Um, oh, please don't. Even with Ezra, I don't want Ezra to look too like cartoony. I, I yeah. want, I want them to riff off of the designs that were clearly for an animated show. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the exact same. That's one of my things with Sabine. I think you could have maybe. Yeah, does Sabine have to have the same tones and colours to her outfit and hair, or can you can you dye it down a little bit, make it a little bit more grounded? Possibly, maybe I'm wrong because people complained uh, about when uh, in Obi Wan when we went to Nerd, you know, the planet Nerd, <laughs> um, that they were like, oh, it doesn't look like the video game. And I was like, yeah, but it's a little bit more grounded, isn't it? A bit more. It looked realistic. pretty good to me. I liked it, and I, I love that game. It. it looked pretty yeah, good I, to me. I preferred it. I was, I was in, I was in, mate. Um, there was something else I was going to ask you. It's going to wind me up, mate. It's going to proper, proper wind me up. Absolute dog of a man. Well, you, you think about that, mate. I've got something yeah. for you because I've got a little soundbite here. It's mm. about six seconds. Lars Mickelson, obviously, Daddy Thrawn's coming back. He's, he is to everybody now with the voice of Thrawn. But he said recently that he's, he's tweaked the voice a little bit. Because he says in animation, you almost have to put on a more sing-songy voice. So here's what he sounds like in Rebels. It's a calicore. 
a revered twilight heirloom passed from parent to child through generations, worthless to outsiders, priceless to family. So there's our big blue boy. He said that that you know that kind of voice and that and performance won't work in live action. How do you you know hearing that and it is quite dramatic and theatrical. How do you reckon Thorne's going to sound then if he's not going to sound like that? He's going to sound like this, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, someone, like someone who's trying to do a British accent. <laughs> yeah. A that worm isn't tongue. from Britain. <laughs> um. I don't know. No, I, I'm actually a fan of it. I'm, I'm a fan of the whole Thrawn. And I, I, I thought even at the time when we were, when we were watching Rebels, you know, I buy into it. I can imagine someone like Thrawn sounding like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as long as it's not too campy, then yeah, keep it similar. Yeah, but man. I think it, I, I, I understand what he says with the animation. You know, the animation does need to be a bit more alive and needs to be a bit more, um, melodic so that you can literally animate the face with it easier Mm -hmm. you know so you haven't got that issue with live action so much but um no i'm i'm very much looking forward to seeing thrawn in this show i'm very because i feel like this is you know like before mando season three we were like man we're gonna see like the, the 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 projection, the trajectory of where this universe is going, and mm-hmm. maybe for some, and it, you know, even m- m- myself included, that story wasn't as grand as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Whereas I think with Ahsoka, you know, you are seeing Thrawn, the new big bad, and so you are going to naturally see more of an idea of where the whole story between this mm-hmm. isn't just Mandoverse stuff, but between Return of the Jedi and until we meet Ray, the next hope in in the Force Awakens to sequels. Like we, we, we're going to be seeing right what's next. We're going to see a huge part of that picture filled in, and I can't wait. And, and I can't wait to see how Balin and um shin shin thank you shin play into that because i they're not they're not inherently bad you know um what's even their game yeah ray ray stevenson right that is his name isn't it rest, yeah. rest in peace poor bloke um oh what does he says he 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 says uh he has a stoic lethality in that there's a purpose to him he is not genocidal or malicious or overly aggressive. He will request that you get out of his way. But if you don't, he will take you out of his way. Oh. You know, that seems like someone who, listen, he, he he's not a Jedi. Like, you know, like Ahsoka in Rebels, he is no Jedi. Yep. Shin is no Jedi. Mm-hmm. But they're not Sith. These aren't yeah. people that are evil. They're not inherently evil. Their goal, I doubt, is to go and, you know, take over the universe. What if they believe something that no one else is listening to? What if they are like, oh, Palpatine's out there. He survived and we need to go and find him. And they're like, no, 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 you're crazy. A bit like how Leia, you know, the, the, the canon behind Leia is she was telling the Republic, Hey, there's a first order. They're building mm-hmm. weapons in the Republic, the new Republic were like, no, 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 they're not nah, doing that. And this, crazy. this is this. We're now seeing that explored more in Mando season three, aren't we? In the Mando verse, right? That's now starting to unravel. And you know, what's their ambitions? What's their point? 
What's their angle? What's the angle? That, that's it, mate. That's one of the questions I got from the trailer, which I loved, is are they aligned with Thrawn or are they against him? Because at one point, it looks like they're shooting at Ahsoka and the Inquisitor in their ship. You know, if they're with the the bad guys, why are they trying to kill the Inquisitor as well, by the looks of it? Do they want to find Thrawn for, because they want to kill him or because they want to harness his power or because they want to align with him? I dig it. And of course, you've got um, Morgan mm. Elsbeth, Dinah Lee, and Asanto's character, who was in the Jedi episode of The Mandalorian. She's also oh. very interesting. Um, people are speculating that they're trying to break her out because she knows where Thrawn is, but oh, are we led to believe that they want to meet Thrawn to ally with him? Maybe not. I would, I would actually love it if they were a third wheel here and they're like, yeah, look, we we don't want to hang with Ahsoka. We don't want to hang with Thrawn. We want to take both of you out. Or, yeah, we, we want to uh, convert people to our way of thinking in terms of you know, the old master's still out there somewhere, our daddy palps and, um, mm. and Balin himself's an order 66 survivor. That's been made uh, official now as well. He, he knew Anakin Skywalker, of course, Ahsoka Tano's, uh, master. Uh, and also I've got this, I, I, you know, you know, Dan, well, I'm not going to try and take credit for this, but, um, I snapped this online as well, just for a bit of classic Dave Filoni in mm. that Hattie and skull, sorry. Um, yeah, Hattie and Skull are kind of in North mytho- Norse mythology. They're all about those wolves. We know that Dave Filoni loves wolves. Look at Rebels, for example. But in Norse mythology, Hattie Hurudvinishon is the name of the wolf that chases the moon, while the wolf known as Skull, Bowden Skull, chases the sun. So as in the actual sun, not the sun like a boy. So you've got one wolf chases the moon, one chases the sun. One's called Hattie, one's called Skull. Um, Shin Hattie, Balin Skull, there is something going on there. Probably just a bit of fun, but Dave, I think he did that deliberately as well because he loves wolves. But I think there is some something thematic to pull from there, or some symbolism as well. But yeah, those guys look great. And again, Morgan Elsbeth, she's dressed like a night sister. It's got the same color robes on as someone like Marion from the Jedi games. She's she looks like she's you know manipulating a green flame, which is night sister magic. And she looks like she hasn't had any sleep, like most of the Night Sisters. Is you know, could Morgan Elsbeth be one of the last Night Sisters of Dathomir, who were also prevalent in the Clone Wars, who which also had a prevalent writer and producer in Dave Filoni? Um, what are you thinking, mate? So yeah, so, so in terms of like Balin and Shin, I don't know where their um, allegiances lie, and could. Morgan Elsbeth herself kind of be like the the crux or the MacGuffin of all oh, this. You're 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 dropping you're dropping so much theory on me, mate. Dirt. You know, like there's so much filth. I can't I can't keep up with it, mate. It's like I've gone to the to the curry house and they're just bringing out all these dishes. I'm like, is what this yours? Oh, yes, I I want it all. I want all the curry. Give me the poppadom. Give me the naan. The chutney. Um, I. That's that's some deep stuff, man, with the skull and the hattie oh, and the moon man. and the sun and that's classic Filoni. It is. Um I'm here for it though. I'm here for it. I need their cat there's something about these characters. So I think you take away these characters, you take away the orange lightsabers. I think if it were just Ahsoka, Inquisitor, and Thrawn, dare I say the story's less interesting isn't it the story's like oh well i know how this is gonna play out right throwing this in the mix it really spiced to to carry on the curry theme here right it spices things up a little bit and yeah i i i feel like 
mate, this trailer, the marketing, it's doing its job, mate. It's doing its job. We've had Anakin mentioned. Oh. We see Lothar. We see Rebels characters. Purgles. Um, we, the Purgles. Oh, my days. The Purgles. Again, don't... Uh, and they don't look... They don't look stupid. They don't look goofy, it looks, it looks approachable. It looks like I could buy into it. Um, There's a lot to enjoy, isn't there, mate? If people are getting excited about the E-Wing escort fighter from... Uh, I think it's Dark Empire and Legends. Um, a lot of people saying it's the first time in canon. Actually, well, actually, it was in Poe Dameron oh. issue 23 alongside our buddy, our new friend, Jessica Pava as well. But oh. uh, this is its first real appearance very in good. live action canon or canon. Most people haven't read those comics, but um, yeah, very excited about that. A lot of people were. And two episode premiere. Oh, that is great. That's I love that, mate. For the recap, mm. it means we're going to have to dive in deep, my man, but it's i love weekly television but uh, give me the, give me as much filth as you can in one guy i get a little bit greedy mate like we like the curry analogy i want all I that curry. we love it don't we we love it and um when does it come out it's, it's last 23rd week of, august, of august. august wednesday 23rd of august okay looking all to right. finish well, on october the 4th they reckon listen i don't think it's um it doesn't look perfect it's not going to be perfect. Nothing's perfect. But I do think that this has the potential to be um, one of the best things Star Wars puts out in the last few years, especially as a TV show. It has that potential. Um, and I think this is going to have like a cult following. I think I forget, I forget, and maybe boy, you forget how much of a big deal things like Clone Wars is. Yeah. Things like the Rebels, the character Ahsoka. You know, it's... It's so popular, so popular. So I think this could be a, a a big win for Lucasfilm and Star Wars. They've got to land it. They've got to land it. And I I, I have faith in Dave Filoni, but Filoni in the grand scheme of things is still you know a Padawan really, or you know he's now maybe a Jedi. And but is he Jedi Master? Is he on the council yet? Not not it's quite. A Jedi Let's see. Let's see what happens after. The Ahsoka series. That's what I. That's what I think, mate. But we could sit here for days and, uh, and keep talking about this. If you've not read the Empire magazine um, articles, I'd I'd suggest you do it. There's loads of little interesting tidbits yeah, yeah. in here. Some of it's generic, you know, usual spiel, but you know, other bits, it's, bang on. It's hype building, isn't it, mate? Mate, like you say, this trailer has done its job. It's confirmed to me, hopefully, that we're not seeing the world between worlds. Thank goodness. We're getting another hallway scene with Bale and Skull tearing falls down. We're going to see the New Republic stumbling and bumbling their way throughout uh, their their reign. Uh, we're going to find out where is Ezra. We've, people have been asking since the end of Rebels, where is Ezra? We are going to find that out. We heard Darth Vader's breathing in the trailer we've seen cr90 corvettes do you know what mate i think hondo's popping up as well i reckon we're gonna oh. see hondo in there somewhere but <laughs> could you imagine oh yeah could i can you imagine? This, is the, this is the place to do it i reckon yeah. but um yeah it's done its job for me mate I, i'm hu- hyped you know once a rebel always a rebel mate hey what's up it's taylor gray aka ezra bridger and you're listening to star wars sessions Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. 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 I hope.
hope we enjoy the Ahsoka show, as it's being called online. People don't just call it Ahsoka. It's just you're watching the Ahsoka show. Well, my man, the Ahsoka show, I reckon if it's good, I'm going to celebrate through bevies. I've got a mango-flavoured drink here, but I need something stronger. So thankfully, the Essex mm. Falcon has pulled up outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. And the only question that remains, again, is, shall we? Uh, let's do it. Uh, Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for the drink? Hansi, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yeah. <laughs> As we do each and every week. Here in the Bantina, we're here from you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, to find out your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, you told us your thoughts on the latest Ahsoka trailer and sprinkled in a little bit of hype too. And we got some mm. very, very cool and diverse opinions. So to kick us off, Emma has a really good comment. I really like this. She says, I'm so excited. I might actually explode. All the strong female characters, Thrawn's face, Pergils, the parallels of Rebels, mentions of Anakin. Oh my days fire emoji um Bang. do you know what do you know what's crazy it's a good point is that like so much of this show is female driven but it's not it's it's not in a you know like an avengers end game yeah, like that the scene right it's yeah. not that it's 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 something actually that i'm like oh yeah well, it's, it's when emma put it i'm like oh yeah no good point i a think rosario the- mentioned it in the empire magazine the article where she says she does she comes out and she looks left you've got natasha uh, is so you look right. You've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you and McGregor's wife. You've got obviously Diana Lee, like we've mentioned in a Santo. You've got Ivana Sack, and I was um, Shin Hati. Great, great kind of female led cast here, um, which is only going to make the show even cooler when we've got these well written, badass characters. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, all the way from Belgium, Dimsky Ooh. says the most Star Wars looking show to this day, in my opinion. I get that. I get it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's part of what I was saying that the, the visual language, the vernacular of the trailer just, it screams new Star Wars. It does. Uh, he goes on to say, super intrigued by Ray Stevenson's character and his partner. Uh, and lastly, Kazda1138, who, of course, we met at uh, Comic Con, LFCC, yep. Dan. He says, that speech at the beginning, the mention of Anakin, the new droid being a callback to the classic R2D2 toy that Ewing can't wait. There is so much love for this show on 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 our Instagram post. Uh, it's really really nice to see. Uh, I know we've got more comments coming from Twitter and Facebook, uh, but before that, mate, let's listen to a cheeky voicemail from Lloyd Hunt, the one and only. Let's 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 hear it. Let's hear it. Hi guys, Lloydy one one zero here. Hype rise for Ahsoka, pretty high. It was really high after the uh, celebration with the Ahsoka panels and the fact that we're pretty much going to get Rebels Season 5 mm. was great. However, mm. then I look back at Mando Series 3 and although we had some great highs, the cinematic moments, for example, were superb. But then we had some really lows, come on, Lizzo. So, yeah, looking forward to Ahsoka, but I fear they're going to drop the ball. Hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Cheers. I get that. 
I really do get that, and I, I just, I just hope, I hope that 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 with with Mando, Mando season three, like not only did it have a goal, but it had some cleaning up to do. Yeah, it had a, it had a lot of 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 story that it mm-hmm. needed to address and and in some ways fix. Right, you know, Rangers of the New Republic. Where's Cara yep. Dune? Where's this person? What's happened to that person? Where's this going? Whereas I think Ahsoka has more uh, more of an opportunity to be clear cut and directional. So I'm hoping that that's the case when it comes to people like the the Lizzo stuff. Nah, nah. One of my friends up, like Megan. Megan was like, "Oh no, I was here for it." Fair like, I caught up with Megan and Callum a few weeks ago. They were like, "No, we really enjoyed season three. Loved that. Loved Jack Black and Lizzo and stuff." And I know, I know there are people online that really did. It weren't for me, but each to their own, right? That's that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So that's it. That's it. If you dig it, I dig that. Um, over on right. Twitter, Zach Adams said, "This looks like it's going to be a massive series in terms of scope." One thing I hope they don't do is make Sabine a Mandalorian Jedi. If anyone is going to uh, be that, it should be Grogu buzzing for the series. But mm. just plain Ken said a show called Ahsoka that is really Rebels returning. Yeah. No, thanks. Not into that. Uh, fair mm. dues, uh, Ken. I understand that. I, I mentioned in the show there, I'm worried that you know, Ahsoka may not be the focus the whole time of this show in a show called Ahsoka. Uh, moving on now to uh, Facebook. Mark Rolf said, I'm surprised how much they've given away already. It's going to take a lot of hard work to please Rebels and Clone Wars fans, but I've got a feeling it's going to be incredible. And finally, Andrew Sheard said, I'd leave a comment, but I don't believe you're going to do the Ahsoka episode. Well, Andrew, here we are right now doing the Ahsoka episode. So go ahead and leave your comment. Tell us what you think about the show, you, you naughty boy. But um, how about this one, though, mate? Here's, here's a tree. Here's a blast on a plast. We've got some thoughts from all the way over there in Pennsylvania everybody's favorite rural farm boy do you want to hear it mate mate. yes yes let's do it let's listen to rural farm boy maddie and lukey boy it's your across (gasps) the pond long time session sick head it's rfb been a long time boys got to get out of my own way send you some more stuff on whatever the topics are and what we got coming now in mere weeks is Ahsoka. My mm. thoughts on it, I don't want to go too deep and far with it because I'm a follower of Bespin Bulletin and making Star Wars. Uh, oh. Where oh, they yeah. share spoilers. Yeah, but they do. Boy. Curious to see. I know right now some folks are thinking, what's, what's all going on with Sabine? And there's a shot of her leaning up on one elbow on the ground with her hand pushed out. And they're wondering if she's, if it's possible that she's force sensitive. When we've never seen Kanan would have known it, Ezra would have felt it too. Didn't happen. Mm. Other than that, I'm just really, really excited. New stories, just what I always say. Tell me a story, and there's new ones coming. And looking forward to following along with you boys when you share with us all of your thoughts. And you know I got a spot for that in my playlist. I've sent your first episode. And looking forward to <laughs> the next sessions that drops. It'll be in my playlist on Thursday because I'll, I'll get it when I get home from work. So until the next, boys, love you. May the force be with you. See you on the radio. 
See you. See you on the radio. See you on the radio. <laughs> RFB, we love you too, mate. Uh, yeah, um, RFB's been there since literally day one, episode one of the session. So uh, it's uh, it was a blast from the past to hear your tones there again, mate. And I know you just send a longer voice message in, but for the sake of keeping the episode numbers down. A little bit cut out there, but basically what RFB was saying in the entire message was he knows everything that happens because he's read all the leaks because he's a naughty boy. But, you know, the whole Sabine force sensitivity thing you know kind of see how they do it and I, I, I'm i with you there mate let's see how they do it for me I hope they don't do it though because it does feel mm. like a bit of a leap doesn't it mm, yeah no it does it doesn't seem right now as someone who's not watched the Ahsoka show as, <laughs> as people are calling it doesn't see it doesn't seem always like organic you know you want right. it to feel organic however trust in the process I'll judge it properly when it comes out, right? Is the whole is the whole Ahsoka like script leaked? Like they know the whole thing. Those guys I didn't know that. They? I don't know if it's the whole thing's leaked, but you know what those guys know. They they know we know we know mm. Bespin. He seems to know and, and, and RFB mentioned in the full message that Bespin's rarely wrong, which is true. And I don't know where mm. his sources are. Uh same with uh the making Star Wars lad. Um I don't know how they know the stuff, Jason. but they do. Jason. Jason. But um, yeah. yeah, I've been steering clear like we usually do because I want to be surprised going in, mate. Yeah, same here, mate. Same here. It's when uh, Bespin's on the phone, like catching up with us, and you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to know that, mate. I don't yeah. want to know that. <laughs> you, you're, you're Welsh bad boy. He loves the leaks. He is. <laughs> he, he does. He like, in more ways than one. But uh, thank you to everyone who sent in your comments this week. If you didn't hear your comment featured. Please do continue sorry, to send in your thoughts and maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. It's the spices part of the but but two doors to patron question section and to kick us off this week, it's James, aka the Max Rebo Experience, who asks this Matty boy. He says, Kathy Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, said there will be something to connect Mangold's movie to the new Ray movie. What are the chances that the Bendu will be the connection? Maybe we see the Prime Jedi learning from the Bendu at the end, and Ray uh, and the Ray movie starts with her meeting him. Interesting stuff, uh, Matty boy. Let me throw it over to you. It's a Bendo Bendo Bendu themed. <laughs> it's it a Bendu themed Patreon question. What are you saying, mate? Um, I know Grand Admiral Sean threw us a Bendu themed question the other day, so the Bendu's getting a bit of love. Um, mm. It's certainly possible, mate. Is it people are rewatching Rebels? Exactly. Right? And, I'll be doing yeah. the same, mate. Also, because Rebels is peak. You know, if you haven't watched Rebels, you know, don't worry about your kids or your wife or your husband or whatever. Just go and watch Rebels. That's more important. Yeah. It really is good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's possible. Regarding the Bendu, I think it depends on Filoni's level of say in the production, i.e. the Dawn of the Jedi and the New Jedi Order. We know he's the uh, executive producer and executive creative director at Lucasfilm. He's got a big old title. But let's be brutally honest now. Charmino Bay Chinoy probably knows as much about the Bendu as James Mangold, which equates to nothing. You know, those two know nothing about a Bendu. Um, 
And but the bendu does seem to be an established way to link the two. If you're going to find a way to talk about the two of them, maybe the bendu. We've, it's been established in Rebels, and as we've just spoken about uh, in this episode, and I'm sure in future episodes, Rebels isn't going to be ignored. Rebels ain't going away. So maybe mm-hmm. they would do uh, the Prime Jedi. I know that uh, the the original talk from Ryan was that in the cave on Arcto, where Ray and Luke have their kind of argument, and Luke starts crying because he thinks he's failed. There's a figure on the floor with a lightsaber like, in like a marble, like a mosaic. That's supposed to be a depiction of the Prime Jedi, which uh, James mentioned. So maybe that would be cool. But mm. in, in short, James, without I mean to sit on a fence, I don't want to commit either way. I'm more leaning to the fact that I don't think they will mention or, or, or use that as a straight-up connection. Now, maybe as part of a connection, yes, but I think they're going to establish it in one of the films it will be something new or they will just go with the prime jedi to avoid confusion and, have, and telling people in the in the in the new star wars film for the first time in what will be what seven six seven eight years i don't think they're going to say right before you watch this go check out rebels so you know what's going to happen i think they're going to establish their own connection but i wouldn't be against a bendu connection either mate but what do you think mate is the bendu going to be the connective tissue ah uh. My gut says no. It's too out there. Mm-hmm. It's too out there. Too, too, too different. However, it's an opportunity sitting there, maybe to be, maybe to be exploited. I do think it's been underused. You know, we saw it in Rebels. We saw Ben doing Rebels, and that's it. Like, and I, I, I feel like that almost makes the whole Ben do thing feel a little bit more illegitimate. You know if we see Bendu pop up in more places on different planets in different scenarios and different ways, maybe different in a, in a different physical being a different visual, then it adds legitimacy to the mythology of something like the Bendu. Um, I don't know. I could see it maybe, you know, like never ending story, you know, like the dragon oh. in never ending story. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could maybe imagine like yes. Bendu being like this huge cr- puppet creature and it could be like the most Star Warsy thing you'd ever see. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but my, my gut says, James, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's a nice idea, but I doubt it. I think the, the filmmakers might want a little bit more creative freedom. Yep. Yeah. That's what that's what I reckon, mate. But cheers to the question, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah, good job. Uh, good job, James. Good job, Lukey boy. Good job, me, for answering Bendu. that question. Bendu. Uh, Bendu. We love a Bendu. Uh, James, mate, <laughs> let us know what you think if uh, if big boy Bendu's going to show up. Uh, but love to see what he looks like. Here's, uh, here's one for the ages. Scott Fisher. He loves a clone. But he ain't asking about clones this month, mate, this week. I know. He says... Oh, that's quite a straightforward question this month. He says... Who would you have playing in a full 11-a-side football team from the Star Wars universe? All eras are open to pick any character you deem fit. Keep it spicy. Keep it spicy. Local boys. Huh? Scotty boy. Thank you, mate. Luke, um, 11 Star Wars characters in a, in a football team. Go. Well, 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 listen, I think he does say it's for both of us. So we're, we're both doing this, right? Okay. It's not right. ours versus yours, right? It's both of our team. We're doing an 11 side. And I think we should do um, animated only as a little nod to Scott. Because we've done, we have had this question, mm. a, a similar question before. But I think to a way to mix up is if we do it animated only. I'll go Kanan, number nine, up front, mate. Um, I'm going to go for a Sarge Ventress as a sneaky winger. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to go for Zero the Hut in goal because he's a big boy. <laughs> he's, he's a thick boy. <laughs> he's a proper thick boy, isn't he? Um, uh, oh, I haven't thought about this. Oh, God, it's Zero the Hut. Uh, so we've got three. We've got can three. I, uh, oh, I can't do that because it's not animated. It's games. Um, I'll do... Uh, Rex, Cody, yeah, yeah all, all of the clones. Uh, right, here we go. I'm going to do 99, the 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 malfun- the clone who was a bit odd. Okay, the clone that where where's he playing? Uh, <laughs> shouldn't be anywhere near the pitch, but he's going to be a he's going to be a a deep he's going to be a defensive midfielder because he hasn't got any pace, but he's got trickery. Uh, I want I, I'm going to do um, the Toydarian King, so the guy that look, the king that looks a bit like Watto <laughs> from <laughs> Lee Is that the Clone something? Wars film or the Clone Wars? It's the um, series it's season like one. Sharp soon or something like that. His name is. Uh, yes, he's going to be a left back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's five. Uh, so six more. I'm going to go for that weird kind of like buff shark guy in the Clone Wars. Um, what? Do you not remember? Who's it was, that? It, it was terrible. He's, he was a guy. He was a shark basically, but he like he was really buff. Um, I'll find out his what? name whilst you come up with the next one. But that's my sixth one. He's going to be a, a, a marauding fullback. I'm going to go for Clone Wars Saw Gerrera as a right back because he he can defend his planet. He'll be able to defend his team from attack. Uh, you'd be able yeah. to save, save, the re- save the dream as well. Uh, yeah. So that was seven. Um, oh, congrats to the, uh, to the under-21 England team, by oh, the way, good, yeah. for winning the Euros, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So now, now it's just for the senior men's team. The women have done it. The under-21s have done it. Time for the o- overpaid prima donnas to get women stuck in. Women might win the World Cup, mate. The Fingers crossed. Cup and if they do, Saturday, we'll, be, we'll be singing about it on this show. Um, mm, who else am I going to go for? Well, that's seven. So number eight, we've got uh, a few more. Number eight, I'm going to go for... Uh, Savage Opress Maul's big oh. beefy yellow brother you know he's going to be a centre back he's going to be like Harry Maguire old Slabhead at the back there Slabhead mate Slabhead love love bit of Slabhead I can't Slabhead. even lie so can't even uh, lie just for the just for the entertainment <laughs> just for the entertainment I love him just slip uh, I'll, I'll have I'll have uh, Hera right wing oh <laughs> for lack just for lack because. of a uh, lack of a better expression um, <laughs> how many have we got left that's like nine so we've got one more left each um, so for number ten uh, no. I'm going to go I'm going to go for Grand Admiral Thrawn from Rebels for because oh. Master Tactician You want he's captain I think as well he's got to be captain in midfield yeah we haven't Love got anyone on left wing so he'll do yeah, well, listen, mate. Um, supporting the attack is going to be none other than Clone Wars Mace Windu. Um, oh. I am not talking about Clone Wars Canon. I'm talking about Tartakovsky, oh. Gendy Clone Wars, the one that just punches the droid. <laughs> <laughs> Death. <laughs> and I think the manager should be Jar Jar Binks when he was had that really weird voice for one episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and people don't know who voiced him. <laughs> Nobody. I think apparently, like Filoni might know. He says he doesn't, but somebody just came in, did the worst Jar Jar impression, like me, for example, and then probably got paid a bit and then were left, and that was I it. Love it. And it's become a thing of legend. So um, there you go, Scotty boy. There's, there's our eleven aside team. To be fair, I think that's pretty unbeatable. I think maybe I'm. Biased. Yeah, I do, mate. It's got the king of Toydaria in it. Yeah, so it's got Riff Tampson, he's the shark man. Riff. Riff. 
Right. He's a typical me... buff shark man. Let me. Oh, st- I don't want to get all these stupid pop-up ads it's whenever I go on. a shark with muscles. Oh, I really didn't yeah. like that. Okay, yes, that was a little bit odd, wasn't it? Stupid. That's canon. That was in the That's same um, series, uh, kind of arc as Lee Char, I think, who was wasn't he the Toy Diary and Geezer? Well, that was somebody else. I don't know, but it, um, I think you're right. I think you're right. Or early Clone Wars, man. Early Clone Wars, <sighs> weird wild. times. Weird time. Wild. Yes, it was wild. Weird times, mate. Weird times. Um, right. Last but not least, we have one more Patreon question from Stephen Dayden, who says, uh, "Lads." I'm Greedo Green with envy at all you lucky sickheads with your PlayStations and Xboxes playing the latest Star Wars games because I just don't find the time to game seriously anymore. Job, wife, kids, you know the tune. But what I would have time for is a cheeky lunchtime session on the phone. But where are all the games? Now, I know there are a few out there, but considering we all have the platform to play on in our pockets you'd think the developers would be queuing up around the block to make us uh throw our money at them would you lads be tempted to have some mobile fun to defeat the empire <laughs> oh. keep it spicy mobile fun eh Stephen? who knows oh. uh my boy would you, <laughs> what you how would you answer this question <laughs> cheeky bit of mobile fun on my lunchtime um <laughs> Well, Star Wars Hunters is dropping at some point this year, which is mobile and Nintendo Switch. And uh, the more I read about it, I think it sounds quite fun, actually. Um, I know they had a tie-in book recently, which is half decent. But uh, but when Disney took over, they they released Star Wars Uprising, which was set post-Return of the Jedi. That actually, um, for the geeks out there like me, that still permeates through canon. Like in books set in and around the post-Return of the Jedi, you still get the governor, Adel Hart, who was in that game, still gets name-dropped. The the state of Bespin and Cloud City is still referenced based on that game, so they still remember it. Um, but game mobile gaming, usually I think, yeah, I don't know time for that, but recently I've been a little bit bored on my lunch breaks and I fancy doing something. And you know, mobile gaming last year made up for 45% of total video game revenue worldwide. And this year, wow. they reckon that the mobile game revenue, it, it, the market's on track to get more than $100 billion in revenue by the end of this year. So there is a market there. So when Stevie D sent this one in, I thought, wrongly, there isn't a market. You know, who's, who plays, or not, you're not who plays mobile games. That's, that's negative. But, you know, you think Candy Crush and all that stuff. But there's a huge market out there for people who play mobile games with an IP like Star Wars. Get it right with something like Hunters. Tap into that suddenly you've, you've opened up a new world but it's what percentage of star wars fans make up that 45 percent you know it's hard to potentially quantify but if if you surveyed all the star wars fans and only kind of three or four percent said yeah i'd like to play a mobile game then suddenly that 45 percent 100 billion revenue makes no difference but there is a market there to be tapped into so for me if you know if, if they release a decent game and it happens to be on mobile which isn't that kind of turn-based games i don't really like turn-based games like galaxy mm. of heroes they look cool but i'm not really a huge fan but something like hunters which is essentially like battlefront 2 on steroids yeah i'd, I'd play that and there's a market so uh whilst it's not something which i really thought about it having looked a bit into it a little bit more they, they, there's certainly fertile ground to play in there mate yes yeah true true i'm not a big mobile gamer 
Um, Mobile I don't phone. really like the idea. I like my phone. I use my phone for like personal stuff and work, and I just feel like I'm on my phone like a lot. And so where I can, I don't use my phone. I just leave it like on Do Not Disturb, put it aside, and I get like distracted by it. And so, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I try. I try not to do too much mobile stuff it's a good idea and it's a huge market i mean uh, it's it's kind it kind of relates but uh, i did my journal of luke blywalker um the other month on this and uh, there's a new star wars trading card game coming out right that's being designed it's being built it's been released uh soon i think it's next year it's coming out star wars unlimited now okay. if, if star wars unlimited it, it, if if they're going to be serious and they want to contend with the big TCG markets like Magic the Gathering or the Pokemon TCG, yeah. there needs to be eventually not not necessarily on release, but eventually there needs to be an online presence for this game. Uh, Pokemon TCG online is very successful, uh, and Magic Arena very successful. One of the reasons why they're very popular, especially among newer players, is because it teaches you how to play the game online, yeah, which is very hard to do a tabletop if, you've, if you're playing with someone who also has not played it before. Mm. The game has binary systems of, is this right? Yes or no? No. Oh, okay. Let me do this instead then. So, yeah, I, I, I could see that being accessible to mobiles uh, mm. like uh, Arena is, Magic Arena, which is a great way to learn something like Magic the Gathering, by the way, because I know people have been buying the Lord of the Rings sets on our Discord and seen stuff. That, so, yeah, yeah would, would recommend that. Um, yeah, but uh, honestly, it could be that they're focusing more on, on, on the big boy platforms at the moment. Yeah. Hunt, hunters, let's see. I think Hunters could be a dark horse. It could suck, but maybe is that is that going to be on mobile because i know it's going to switch mobile and switch is my understanding right. and it was meant to be out already but of course delays from this is like even covid times being pushed back so much um mm. but not hearing anything about the fact that it's a broken game or anything like that it's just they just want to get it right which yeah i did I get that that's a good thing that's a good thing that's a good thing uh great question though Stephen, scott and james thank you so much for supporting the patreon and i hope you're enjoying all the delicious bonus content yes we hope you are enjoying it but yeah like luke said thank you for sending those questions in let us know your answers to those including your 11 aside come on if we've got to do it on the spot so if you let us know your thoughts but bartender that's it sorry about the mess we're going to be back again, same time again next week here in the Bantina with more of your thoughts and more fantastic Patreon questions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. game yes each week we end on a star wars themed game they're usually pretty good hopefully this one is as well because it's my turn this week luke do you want to know what you're playing to end the show always mate always well mate this week you are playing <laughs> so bad you're playing a game called a quota tano a quota tano okay. so i've got Very some good. quotes here basically i mm-hmm. need you to tell me 
Did Ahsoka Tano in any medium say this in terms of live, uh, live action or animated? Did she say the quote or did she not say the quote? So I'm not including uh, any books or comics of that. It's just animated or live action in this. Uh, yeah, uh, mate, mate, let's do it. To Tano. Let's, you ready, let's, mate? Let's smash it. Yeah, I don't know how well I'm going to do because this is, there is a lot of animation yep. that, yeah, I'm worried about this. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's put me out of my misery, mate. Smash the music, DJ. Here we go then, my man. So the first quote, uh, you got six. The first one is, you weren't wrong, Sky Guy. Spinning is a good trick. That's not real. That's not real. Are you going to go for that as your final answer? Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> He's very confident. You'd be right. It's not real. She oh. never said that. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness uh, well, thank goodness i really okay. wish you said she did say that uh so yeah. the next one is well I like this it, though i like that i like i admire i admire the fabricated answer i like or oh, quote sorry go on what's number you, two you were too confident though uh okay next one mate <clears throat> well this is another fine mess you've gotten us into was it ahsoka who said that well this is another fine mess you've gotten us into was it her who said that I mean, that could be multiple people. It does sound familiar, but it sounds like a quote that someone else has said. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, 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 I'll yeah, she said that. Yeah, you're going to say yeah for that? I've yeah. locked it in now. You're right, she did say that. Yes, she did say that. How about this one, though? How about this one, part three? So you're two out of two so far. We're going for 100%. Here we go. Number three. Did Ahsoka say this? Tell you what. I'll give you a merciful death. Now, if she wouldn't have said it in that accent, tell you tell, what, I'll give you, you a what. merciful death. I tell you what, I'll give you a merciful death. They try not to say uh, it in your voice or mine. <laughs> tell you what, I'll give you a merciful death. A uh, little Ahsoka, right? No. Oh. Little Ahsoka. She could have she said, said that, that to that animal like- in Tales of the Jedi when she slaughtered it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. I, d- I don't think she said that. You're going to say Ahsoka Tar no to that one? Yeah, Ahsoka Tar oh. no. She did say that, my friend, in an oh, episode no. of The Clone Wars. She did say, tell you what, I'll give you a merciful death. Uh, I don't know who she said it to, probably Grievous or someone, but uh, she definitely did say it, though. <laughs> I took it from an established source. To Saw Gerrera's mum. <laughs> Save this dream. Slice. Um, Slice. Okay. So two out of three ain't bad. Number four. Did she say this? I've got an uneasy feeling about this. No, she didn't say that. Joel? Yeah. That's very confident. Why would you, why would you say that? Why would you say it in Star Wars? I've got an uneasy feeling about this. No, she didn't Bant, say that. Come on. Yeah, oh, you're right. She never said that. Oh, one, you naughty boy. Okay. You naughty Next boy. one. Did she at any point in Clone Wars Rebels or Mandalorian say, or Tales of the Jedi, say, you'll find I don't like your kind? <laughs> yeah, I think she did say that. <laughs> she said about the merciful death one so you're going yes for that one yeah why not why, why not? not she didn't say that <laughs> she didn't say that i nicked it from another show that said that of 
Of course, of course. Yeah. I thought maybe she would have said it to like Asage or something, or like you know, it's been a long time, guys. Like it's been sister. a long time. Um, All right, go on. One, two, three out of five. Right. So to get four out of six, the final question is uh, final uh, quote. Sorry, is <clears throat> Master just admit it already? You don't like my flying. Is that a quota Tano or Tano? I, I think that is a quota Tano. I think that could be real. We go, we go. You think she said that to uh, would have been Anakin, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why not? She did say that. Yes, she did. A quota Tano, mm. bang on the money. Four out of yes. six. Yes, yes. Come my on, man. there Come we go. On. Nice and easy not game bad. to end. I think that's quite hey. good, mate. You look confident I, in that. You I didn't do it. too bad. I didn't do too bad. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. You love it. We love it. Kids love it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Eh? What episode mate, are we on nowadays? Two hundred thirteen, I think. Mate, it's been two hundred thirteen episodes, and we still haven't had a five-second audio clip of Rural Farm Boy saying "so good." So maybe we could remedy that in the upcoming weeks. If a case of it, if anybody yeah. else wants to do it, do it and just send it just for a laugh. Um, but you yeah, saw it. Four out of six in the game. Episode 213 of the sessions is done. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Online, Master Blywalker. They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and now Threads. Uh, just search oh. Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us uh, there. Uh, drop us an email, like we said earlier. Got any questions or thoughts? Maybe you can shed some light on the SAG after stuff and the strikes. And yeah, send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, don't forget about our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Your support means the absolute world to us. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. If you want to support the show for free, keep doing what you're doing and listen. But you can also leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, which still includes Spotify. I'm telling you, just scroll up, hit the five stars now. You'll be done by the time I finish this sentence. Uh, we really appreciate those five stars. They do help the show grow. It does introduce new listeners. It gets us up the algorithm, mate, up those listening lists. And it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest to Gruta, tell Ooh. your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle spines here. It's to Gruta, isn't it? It is to Gruta, yes. To Gruta. To Gruta. Go and tell your nearest buff shark man. <laughs> and this is the podcast yep. you're looking for. So until next time, from me, Sia, and from Luke, may the force be with you always. <laughs> Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Denbu. Denbu. <laughs> Bendu. No, shaking. They are Essex based podcast heroes. Yes, take me to my room. I only hope the accommodations are satisfactory. What?